Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to the first night, the first evening of week devoted to God. And uh, like I've said before, we've done this for many years and we've gotten pretty good at it. Bottom line, because we just come in and we relax in the presence of God, like we said this morning, we wait on Him. Not that we're waiting for Him to do something, He's already done it. He's already done everything. He's waiting on us to have the right heart, the right uh, position to receive. And, and how do you do that? That's, you know, that's always the question that people ask is, you know, how, do you, how do you get into the presence of God? Because tonight, you're going you're gonna to have the opportunity to get into the presence of God. And how do you do that? Well, you, it's, uh, I heard explained one time, it's like a yield sign. It's like when you're driving down the road and, and you see yield. If you're out in the middle of the country, a yield sign usually means slow down and look both ways. But what it really means is if somebody else is coming, wait for them. Wait for them. Don't, you know, it doesn't mean drive faster. It means, it means wait. So, the, they, you know, the, this person described it as yielding and we yield to God. We just say, okay, God, today's your day. This next hour and a half is your next, your hour and a half. Your time is, you know, my time. I just want to be available to you. And it's that heart attitude. And then we go into worship. Now, worship tonight is going to be a little different than usual worship. Not that it's different because the worship team is pretty much the same. Uh, but it isn't that the, the worshipers or the how, the style or anything. It's just that we're not in a rush tonight. We're really, you know, and we're never in a rush. I mean, on, on a Sunday morning even, we'll go a half hour, and if, if God's moving, we'll go longer. But tonight, we're really just going to, we're just going to wait on Him. And tonight, we're also, was what we call body ministry, what, the, what many of the old-timers used to call body ministry, where the body of Christ is ministry. Remember that verse that says that when you come together, you should, everyone should come with a psalm, a hymn, a spiritual song, word of encouragement, you know, a, a prophecy, a, a, a tongue, and an interpretation. We just, we're just going to get into the presence of God. And, and if we enter in tonight and it doesn't end until Saturday afternoon, well, praise God. We'll just go night and day. You know, the worship team will just have be miraculously able to play continuously for seven days and get paid, you know, from, you know, and get your schoolwork done and all the other stuff. But we're just gonna we're gonna be here for him, and like I say, at eight thirty, it's gonna be pretty much done, unless it's not. <laughs> so that's the best way I can explain it. Um, but we do really we do kind of make sure we we are being done about that time, and you'll know. You, you watch what happens. You know, you just really be attentive to not only what's happening or what's on the screen or what somebody is saying, but be attentive of, of what God's doing, of what God is saying of what the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit is moving. And you'll actually see the Holy Spirit move. I used to do a theme every year. We used to have a theme for the week devoted. And the last few, I, we just haven't done it. But by the end of the week, everybody goes, this was the theme. God just revealed it. Last year, was in last year, humility. Nobody, I didn't want to talk about humility, you know, but every day, just like God just kept bringing up about being humble. Why, why did we need to be humble this last year? Because we needed to be led by Him. We needed to listen, listen to Him and trust Him and follow Him and do what He told us to do. 
And so tonight, just be listening. Listen to what the Holy Spirit says. Listen to, you know, what he's doing. Worship him. If, if worship rises up, praise God. If you feel like standing, stand, sit, sit, run, run. I don't care. Lay down on the ground. It's cold down there, but you can. Just be in the Spirit of God tonight. Just relax. He's relaxed. We're relaxed. And, but be listening to him. You know, this is the beginning of the year. And uh, I guarantee you that God will speak to your heart. Maybe if you've never even heard the voice of God, God will speak this week. You'll hear him. He's always speaking, but you'll hear him because when you slow down and you yield and you just let him speak to you and you're listening, you're waiting on him, you'll, you're in a position to hear. You'll be amazed at what God says. Now, before we get too far uh, into the week, uh, each of the evenings, we do have a, the evening schedule. I'm not going to tell you the schedule. I'll tell you, I'll tell you tomorrow night because you're going to want to know tomorrow night. And if you're not here tonight, if you're watching online, you need, you're going to want to be here tomorrow night. But if you're, if you're, you're, gonna, if you're here, if, what you also need to do is, is on Facebook or whatever, share the, the live feed tonight and throughout the week and just encourage people to join in. Uh, we're going to live feed every night. Uh, during the day, uh, we're going to pray. And at, during the prayer, we're not going to live feed that, we're, but we are going to Zoom it. And so if anybody wants to be a part of prayer, from 10 to noon that can't be here, but you want to be, you know, maybe hook in on your computer or on your phone and just listen to it while you're working or whatever, uh, send the office uh, an email that just says, I want to be on Zoom and put in the, the, the uh, subject line, put Zoom prayer. Just put Zoom prayer and then we'll add your name to the email list. You can, you can join or not join. It's up to you if you know how to do Zoom. But just uh, email the church office and, uh, you know, office at rvcc.info. Just email that. We'll get you on the list um, and we'll send that out to you. But you can be a part of prayer. But uh, um, so tomorrow night, tomorrow night, we, it's kind of, you know, the, the, we've be, he's kind of become the regular of Monday night because when, uh, when Vern starts out the week, it gets, you know, it starts out right. Amen. Starts out right. So Vern and Mary Norton are here. Praise God. It's good to have them with us tonight. Hallelujah. And uh, so we're so excited. I'm so excited they're here. I miss them so much. And uh, this week we, we get, we get it filled up on Vern and Mary. You know, it'll be good to, good to be with them this week. But he's going to be ministering theoretically. Theoretically, he's ministering tomorrow night. You never know. You never know how, the, how it's gonna, what's going to happen each day. But uh, he is going to be, that's what's planned right now. Now in no particular order, except from my right, you know, across the room, well, it's a good thing he came back in, is uh, Pastor John Logan <laughs> and Jan and their family from uh, uh, River Valley Christian Church, or RVFM, RV, see, I, it's new, it's so new, RV. I, I'm getting the gauge. That's right. RVFM, River Valley Fellowship of Ministries, engaged church in Prescott, Wisconsin. Yeah, Pastor John and Jen Logan. And then all the way to the back, because, you know, pastors like to sit in the back when they're not, uh, you know, actually up and running. They, they can get back there and just relax. And Pastor John and Julie Moe uh, back here from RVFM Grandy, Grandy, Minnesota. And he'll be ministering one evening, and, and it's so good to have you guys here. I miss having you guys around on the weekends, and so this week will be great. We'll get, we'll get filled up on everybody. We'll be glad people are leaving, you know, by the end. No, I'm, no, I'm just, just teasing, just teasing. 
So, but they're here, so they're going to be ministering. And then Pastor Jonah Fetzer and Amy and their family from uh, RVFM Lighthouse St. Croix Falls are here. Praise God. And they'll be ministering one evening. Let me think, let me think it through. Uh, uh, eh. I'm missing one. Who? Who am I missing? Oh, my good. I'm good. Well, there we are. But then also, there's, a many, there's many other folks who are a part of uh, RVFM, members of RVFM, uh, Reverend Wayne and... Uh, and uh, <laughs> God, no, 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 I got this. I got this. <laughs> Wayne and Patty Bradall. <laughs> right here, they're here. And... Oh, what's her name? You know, I'm so sorry. You know, I, how long have we known each other? Almost 30 years. So yeah, it's, it, it's the people I know. See, I told you. That's the ones that I have trouble with the names. And I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. But uh, Kathy, Damar, and Dennis, they're, they're part of our... I mean, there's many people that are part of RVFM ministers. And so, okay, last bit of... Oh, Pastor Karen Haynes, right? Pastor Karen... Who? Pastor Greg? No, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but you're never in here. I mean, you're like, you're always in the... Well, yeah, but you're always quiet. You slip it. Pastor Karen's our children's pastor. The best children's pastor I've ever known. Ever. Ever. Literally. There, that's the one nice thing I have to say about her all year. Now I can move on. I can just go on and I can pick on her from here on. But here's the deal. As we go through this week, literally, everyone... Is, is welcome to minister as God leads you. Give, you know, you, what you got to do is just know what's the flow, what's God doing? Is it fit? Does it, is, it, is it uplifting? Is it, is it profitable? Is it right on? Or is it, are you missing it? But if you have something, as we're worshiping, if you've got something that God is stirring in your heart that you feel like you're supposed to share with us, we want you to do that. That's why this is a little different. It's body ministry. All the ministers always have an have a invitation to minister. But also, anyone else, the body of Christ. We've had uh, young people, children. We've had teenagers. We've had many people who have shared what God put, has put on their heart. And it's, and it's blessed everybody. So I just want to encourage you. And what we'll do is that there's a microphone right here. And uh, uh, Brian will have it uh, either muted or whatever, but we'll have it set up over here. If you have something, I want you to come forward and to share it. Um, uh, we'll figure this out during worship. But um, just grab this, share, put it back down uh, as the Lord leads. Amen? Amen. So, worship team, who's leading? There you are. <laughs> I, was, I was working my way across. Take it away, Grace. Okay. <laughs> Let's all stand, please. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I had a conversation this morning. Uh, it was a very spiritual conversation. I was talking about feeling dehydrated. I was talking to Brian. I was saying, I don't feel like myself. You know, I don't know if you've ever experienced that where you realize that, you know, I haven't been, haven't been drinking water for a few days and I just feel off, like the lights are off. And uh, um, the Word of God says that it compares itself like, like water. And so this may be a reminder for more than just me, that if you're feeling off, like the lights are off a little bit, maybe you need the Word of God on a regular basis. Um, but the other thing I wanted to remind you of, and um, we've gone through a season where things are 
difficult and you don't know what's going on or what's coming. Um, but the thing that um, I was reminded of as I'm sitting here tonight is that when you don't know what to pray, that we have the opportunity to pray in the Spirit. And you're praying the perfect will of God. You're praying hidden mysteries. You're praying things that would be the right thing to pray, even though you don't know what the right thing to pray is. So I want to encourage you guys to take advantage of that. Uh, when you don't know what to pray, pray in the Spirit. It builds you up. And fill yourself with the water of the Word. This is from Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So this morning, uh God had given me a word and didn't seem right to share it then. And so tonight as we're worshiping, we're talking about waiting on the Lord. And he just showed me little kids waiting at the door for dad to come home. Just anticipating that he's coming home from work. And they're just just waiting, they're watching him. Here he comes. As soon as his dad opens the door, they're like, up, daddy, up. And the part that God just showed me earlier this morning is to get a hug. When you haven't seen somebody for a while and they give you a hug, sometimes, you know, there's a cold hug. It's just like, well, that didn't feel right. But then it's different when it's spirit to spirit. And when God just wants to just hug you spirit to spirit and just tell you everything is okay. I've been looking forward to coming home from work so I could see you too. It's not like you're just waiting for me. I desire, that's what he says, I desire to spend time with you. And I could tell you as a dad, even as my kids have grown, there's just nothing that touches my heart more when they just want to spend time with me and hug me because I just want to embrace them and just tell them, I adore you. There's nothing that you could do that can separate my love. Nothing, absolutely nothing could ever, ever separate that love. Nothing, I'm telling you, nothing can ever separate that love. He yearns to just embrace you spirit to spirit. So there's days that I'm driving down the road and I just say, Father, I need that hug. And I'm telling you, I feel him give me a hug. So I just encourage you, if you're ever just feeling like you're alone, and you just say, I need a hug, Father, he'll give it to you spirit to spirit. He says there is a, an exchange. And he says, as you're beholding me, I'm beholding you. And I saw him like take your face, take each of our faces, and <laughs> and just blowing away 
the things that hinder you from coming to him. Like there's a there's a uh, an encounter that he wants you to embrace tonight. Maybe that you have never ever experienced him in this way before, but he is he is here to take away the shame. Take away the pain. Take away what's between the two of you that 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 he can see in you and that you sense that has been holding you back from doing and being all he has called you to do and be. And it's out of your being in him will come your doing. And it's not anything that you can conjure up, but it's what he is doing in you and has been doing in you. And he is, <laughs> he has already told you what he wants you to do, but you've been kind of sitting back going, are you sure? Are you sure? And he's no, he said, no, no, this is time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to step out. It's time. It's time to spend that time with him and to see his glory and to see his kingdom come in your life and those people around you. And he will, he will give you the words to speak when you open your mouth. He will fill it. He will fill it. And he says, I, I'm there. And I've never left. I'm there. And I'm sensing there's somebody in here, and I, I don't know if there's a few of you, but it's like every time that you have tried to step out, you just get smashed. And he's, and he's saying, that's not him. That's not, he says, that's not me. That's not me smashing you, hindering you. He said, don't listen to that voice because what I have put in you is valuable and you are needed. You are so, 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 so needed. And he says, come out, come out and come out and do what I have called you to do. Every single one of you, every single one of you, every, every single one of you, to the youngest, to the oldest, it's time. It's time to shine for him because it's in you. It's in you. It's in you. And it's him. filling us with your love, for filling us with your presence. Thank you, Lord, that you're here. According to your word, Lord, you've said where two or more are gathered, there you are in the midst. 
but not only are you gathered here, but those that are watching online, Father, you're in them, you're with them. Even if they're by themselves, they're not alone. They're in. They're in. Your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit in filling us, filling us and giving us that love, the ability to love, that ability to reach out and touch. Thank you, God. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to you, Lord God. Glory to your holy name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, worship team. It was wonderful. Wonderful. Turn with me real quick to Psalm chapter 23. Some of you could probably even quote it. It's just a few things that I want to touch on. I shared a little bit out of Psalm 23 this morning, just kind of quoted as, as we were going past and hadn't planned on ministering on it tonight, but as we worshiped, just this, these verses, this, this concept kept running around in my heart. Psalm chapter 23, beginning with verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. God is a provision, providing God. I said this morning that the uh, name for Father is Source. He's our source. It's from Him that we live and breathe and have our very being. He's the source of life. He's the source of hope. He's the source of power. He's the source of healing. He's the source, he's the source of just joy. He's the source. So if you need anything ever, it's Him that you, that you go to. Now the world tells you to go to whatever the billboard says. If you need something... If you need, you know, self-esteem, find this product. You know, the TV will tell you, you know, my favorite one. We, we, we watch some really dumb shows on TV just to fill the time some evenings. And there's a commercial that plays that just, have you seen this one? It says, uh, are, you, are you tired of watching TV and not feeling the burn? Have you seen that one? Oh, it's just... It's a dumb commercial where these people are they're couch potatoes, but there's exercises for people on couches. Okay, it's just, really? That's the answer. That's the answer. So I tried a few of them. It didn't work. So I, I don't... <laughs> but he's the source. If you're, if you're lonely, he's the source. If you're sad, he's the source. Not he's the source of sadness, but he's the source of joy the source of life and life everlasting you don't have to go looking for an answer somewhere else you don't have to look for what the world 
says you need to look for. You need to, you, you just, he leads me. He makes me lie down in green pasture. Everything that, everything that you need in your life, he's already provided it for you. And he isn't, he's not holding it back from you. He's not saying, well, no, 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 you can't have that. No, it says he makes you lie down in green pastures. That way, if you just, you know, you don't have a lot of effort, you know, don't have a lot of energy, you can just kind of lean over and graze. It's a great word, a great mental picture, isn't it? It is. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I, I, I. He leads me to still waters. Do you know why he leads, you know why a shepherd leads sheep to still waters? Because they're freaked out by the bubbly waters. Wonder, oh, oh, there's a rapids, oh. No, still waters, oh, okay, I can drink. He knows what you need. He knows what you need. When you're in need, you don't need to go looking for what the world has. You don't need the world's answers. You know, if I want to be really radical tonight, which I'm not going to be really radical, like overly radical, but I'm going to be a little radical, a little wild, because it's the truth. He's the source of healing. He's the source of healing. Man, whatever is ailing you. Yeah, I mean, praise God for doctors. Praise God for doctors. Praise God for all the medical field. Praise them. Praise God for them. But bottom line, it's him that gives the healing. It's him that gave them the wisdom, gave wisdom to man to figure some things out for people who don't know him and don't have faith. Now, I've, I go to doctors. I haven't gone in a long time, though. I haven't gone in a long time. But we, I'll go to a doctor. Yeah. Doesn't hurt my feelings. But whenever I'm not feeling well, when I, when, when, when I started exhibiting symptoms of the Rona, my first thought was not, oh my gosh, I got to get to the emergency room. My first thought was, my God's already provided healing for me. And I just speak healing over my body right now. That symptom must go. No, I'm not going to, you know, I will live and not die. You know, because Satan goes, you got the Rona. You're going to die. And then your whole church, is like they're, they're going to lose hope. They're going to lose faith. They're going to they're lose belief that God's... No, God is my source. I'm not dying of that. I'm not dying, you know, I'm not dying of anything other than I'm going to step over into glory one day when I'm good and ready. When I'm good and ready. The Bible says, with long life will I satisfy you. I'm not satisfied yet. Why? Because I don't have a bunch of stuff? No, it's because there's not enough people in heaven yet. There's not enough people on their way to heaven. There's more people. There's work to be done. When I'm done, I'm looking around going, yeah, you guys got it. I'm out of here. See you. <laughs> I'm out. And I'll be old. I'll be old. I keep telling Deb the age that I want to live to, and she's like, no, not that long. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means exactly, but No. <laughs> I know, she's Sarah. Glory. <laughs> with long life will I satisfy you. Long, with long life, he satisfies us. He leads us. He, he provides everything. 
when the world's financial system is rocking and reeling and hey, you know, crazy ups and downs and swings and this and that. And you know, and everybody else is worried about their 501, no, that's something else. 401 K B Ira whatever. Man, you can look at that thing and go, hey, that's not my source. I like to spend that, but it's not my source. My source is in him. He shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. It doesn't even come from what's happening on the earth. It comes from glory. That's a different mindset. It's a different, you know, it, it, then, then, you know, the world can't do any. If you're not based on the world's system, if your life and your belief and your hope and your joy and your everything is not based on the world's system, then they can't control you. You can't be controlled. Man, if I could learn, if I would have known you know, anything at, at these young people's age, these young people, you know, 8, 9, 10, 15, 17, 20, 20, oh my gosh, 20. I wish I would have realized he's my source. My life would have, you know, probably, you know, I've caught up now. You know, God's sorted some things out in me and I've figured some things out. And, but it, I wouldn't have had to gone through those years where you just, you know, you feel weird. You know, you do weird things thinking that's what's going to bring joy. He brings joy. He brings life. He brings hope. He brings provision. He brings healing. He restores my soul. There are times, there are times when our soul, our, our, our mental capacity, our, our ability to just survive, is, it's an onslaught on it. This last year has been an onslaught. How many times have I had to say, and how many times have you heard, and how many times have you said, stop watching the news? It's a constant onslaught. You can just feel the tension. If, you're, if, if you start watching the news, and I'm not, I don't care which side it is, you start watching the news, what happens? In me, it looks more like anger than fear. It's not fear. <laughs> it's like, oh. Well, that's not peace and joy, is it? That, whose fault was that? That was my fault for putting my, my energy into that. Now, I still want to know what's going on. I checked again today. Still crazy. <laughs> same old, same old. You could check tomorrow, same crazy. Same, you know, sometimes the same faces, sometimes new faces. But he's the one who brings joy. He's the one that brings, he restores your soul. Your soul can be restored. Your soul can be restored. There are some things that just take a toll on your soul. There are some things that just pound you. To the point where you know, we were talking recently, I was talking with somebody and we were talking about 
PTSD, and I'm, and I'm not talking about the military. There's the military, but there are circumstances in people's lives where you go through so much trauma that when that, something that looks like that trauma happens again, you relive it all over again. And you, you feel that same pain, you feel that same dread, you feel that same shame, that shame. There's some people are walking around with shame, things that happened decades ago, and he wants to restore your soul. And going into 2021, that's what's been on my heart here tonight, is that God wants to restore souls. He wants to restore your soul. If there's, you know, I mean, yes, he, he is absolutely all about spirit. You know, and I don't understand it all. I know we are a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. We're a three-part being. That's the way it works. Let us make man in our image. And God said, God said to himself, let us make man in our image. Well, what is, there's God the Father, there's God the Son, and then there's God the Holy Spirit. I believe that we are three-part beings. We live in a body. But this body is going to die someday. Or it's just going to... I don't know what it happens in the rapture. I don't know. I have no idea. Poof. I don't know. I can't make the right sound. I don't know. Is that, you know, it can't be official. Is it a sound even? Or is it just like a con? But we have a spirit that will, la that will last forever. And we'll have new bodies in heaven. Maybe this body just gets changed. Upgrade. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but our soul is our mind, our will, our emotions, our thoughts. That's not going to go away. When we get there, it's not going to be just my spirit. It's going to obviously somehow our soul is going to be a part of that. I, yeah, I don't understand it. So yes, he's you know without with, when our spirit was separated from God, we're all we're completely separated from God. That's why you need to be born again. When you are born again, that phrase you know kind of freaks people out sometimes. But that phrase "born again," you know, even uh, is it Nicodemus, Nicodemus said, "How can a man re-enter his mother?" Dude, it's not what we're talking about here. It's not your body, that, it's not the physical body that needs to be born again, it's the spirit man that needs to be born again. Separation from God. Separation from God is death. So it needs, if your spirit is death, coming into this earth as a human being, you know, because of the sin nature, our spirit was born in death, then it needs to be born again. And when you, when you put your trust in Jesus, when you put your hope in what he did on the cross, when you say that, that death, that blood, that, that sacrifice on that cross was for my sins, the Bible says you are born again. Your spirit is, is, re, is, is reborn. It's, it's reunited with his spirit, which is life. So he's all about the spirit, but we still got the rest of us here to deal with. Because we, you know, not everybody went, you know, right from, you know, infant status right into toddler status, right into, you know, never, never left, uh, you know, never sinned. Only one person ever went through the toddler stage and didn't sin. Wouldn't that have been great? 
The rest of us all sin. We all we were born in sin. We were separated from God. So, so you know, especially the teenage years, college years, young adult. Some of you, you know, hardcores. You went well into adulthood, messing up, living wrong, making bad choices, and there's things you regret. There's things you regret, and that regret can turn into damage to your soul he didn't create you to live in regret he didn't create you to wish i wished i had i I, i'm sorry i did and i'm sorry i'm still sorry and boy am i sorry you know you can even be you can even be born again start all over your your spirit's renewed and you're right with god and you're still struggling with man i can't believe i did that I'm so sorry, God. Could you ever forgive me? I don't know how you could forgive me. I can't even forgive myself. That's painful. That's painful. You know, there's some things in my life. It's been 35 years, 40 years. And I'll think about it. You know, for some reason, that thought pops back into your head. You know, not all the good things. There's things I've forgotten that were good. But there are still some of those bad things that pop into my head and I immediately feel that pit in the middle of my stomach. Just like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Oh, it's so embarrassing. It's so, oh, I'm so sorry, God. And God's going, what are you talking about? I put that thing so far from the, as far as the east is from the west and I don't remember them anymore. He says, that's odd. That's, but you keep remembering them. You keep stirring that up you well it's not you the accuser of the brethren does that the accuser says oh do you remember that time you remember how you hurt that person you remember what you said to them do you remember what you did maybe god forgives you maybe not or something you should have done that you didn't do or whatever. There's also things that happened to you that had none of, nothing to do with you. It wasn't, it, you just happened to be there. You just, you just happened to be part of the equation of that moment and something happened to you. Somebody hurt you or somebody said something or somebody did something or somebody stole something from you or, or so, I don't know. I mean, you know, a death in your life. Somebody in your, in your, closely in your family, there was a death. And you had no control over it, and you feel that loss, and that loss just keeps twisting. That when you think about that person, it just there's that emptiness still. That's not how he wants you to live. That emptiness, you're not supposed to be empty anywhere. He didn't create you to be empty. He, Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. He restores your soul. Because it's your soul is where you have those thoughts about regret, where you have those thoughts about loss. Where you, and then that translate, it can translate into physical stuff. Those things can get so heavy on you that it affects you Physically. And he didn't create you to live that way. He created us to live life in the fullness. Well, but you don't understand. It was my fault. (laughs) It was all your fault. It was all my fault. 
Before Christ, it was all my fault. Absolutely. That's, the way, that's, why, that's how this works. That's mercy. Remember, we talked about mercy. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. My goodness, praise God I don't get what I deserve. Praise God he forgot. He's forgotten about what I deserve. The moment I stepped from death into life, from that moment on, all he sees in me is Jesus. I'm the only one that keeps bringing up the old stuff. I'm the only one that keeps hurting myself by dwelling and regretting. And No, 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 no. The old is gone. The, the new has come. We're a new creation. You're a new creation. And you're, supposed to, you're able to live like a new creation. To have life, life more abundantly. I mean, we're not even talking about anything anybody else on this earth can live except believers. And the reason we don't get all the way over into life more abundantly is we keep hanging on to some of these things that so easily beset us. And tonight he wants you to let go of them. Tonight he wants, to let, he wants you to let go of them. There's, and, and, and you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And maybe, you're not, you know, maybe, you, maybe you've dealt with this already. That's awesome. Praise God. Tonight you're going to have a chance to help somebody else. Stand with somebody else and just agree with them. That the old is gone. The dead man is buried. And life, now I live life everlasting. And then when Satan comes back, as he will, pfft, there are things in my life I've dealt with, you know, and I've, I've you know, I don't repent, I can't remember, you know, there's, the old stuff is gone. But he still brings it up. He, and he brings it up. Just did that something recently. I was doing something. Do you remember when you did this? Yes, duh. Opportunity for shame, Opportun you know, opportunity for regret. And I've learned, I've learned. No, 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 whoa, whoa, I've already dealt with this one. Out of my life. I know, I was stupid, okay? That was before Christ. Or that was slightly after Christ, you know? <laughs> There's a few things that were slightly after Christ. I just have to be honest with you. There were some things, okay? Be really honest, there were some things well past, you know, that moment, and I had to repent, okay? I'm saying it all, all right? I'm human, so are you. Don't look at me in that way. <laughs> but once you deal with it, it's gone. You know, and there's that verse, that verse that says that if, uh, and I have to admit, I'm not going to quote it exactly, I'm sorry, it wasn't in my notes, nothing's in my notes, actually, just... says that when the accuser comes and he's taking you to court, is it agree with him quickly? Is that how it works? Is that somebody? Settle or agree with him quickly. You know, that's the whole thing. When Satan comes to you and goes, you know, remember Wayne when you did that? Yeah, I remember that. That's under the blood. Boom, done. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to sugarcoat. Yeah, that was sin. Or if, if there's something you haven't dealt with. Give me an example, Ethan. What is something you've done that you haven't dealt with yet? <laughs> But something you haven't dealt with, all of a sudden Satan goes, you know, you, you haven't repented for that. Okay, I repent. I'm done. I, I, Lord, that was sin. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're, you're right. The, when the accuser accuses you, yeah, 
I'm, that was bad, right? I shouldn't have done that. Please forgive me. And it says that we confess our sins and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. On the spot, right there. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to walk on glass. You don't have to crawl. You don't, you don't have to make it up. You don't have to try to fix it. You, don't, you really don't. With God, his, his plan is so perfect, it's too easy. Jesus said, this is too easy. It's going to be too easy for the Jews. Because the Jews got to, yeah, they think they got to make it work. No. I'm sorry, Lord. Please forgive me. That was dumb. That was wrong. That was sin. That was sin. And I repent. And move on. Don't let that, don't, don't take three days to beat yourself up until you feel like, okay, I think I've beat myself up good enough now. Now I'll repent and now God's happy with me. No, he was happy with you if you would have repented that second. Last year, last year, through many different circumstances, God showed me over and over and over the level of his mercy. And I was like, I just, I can't, I, I still can't grasp fully. The, I mean, there's mercy is boundless. It's new every morning. He doesn't, he doesn't go, oh, you shouldn't have used it all up in February. <laughs> no. His mercy is endless. Now there's a point where you're going to take advantage of his mercy and walk away. So don't do that. That's dumb. But on his part, he's not, he's not holding it against you. So tonight, with five minutes left, you see how this works. If there's something in your life, I don't want to know what it is. And I don't want anybody else, nobody, you don't have to tell anybody anything. But I want you to deal with it before God. Let's get this, t I believe in going into the week devoted, let's just get rid of all the baggage that way Satan can't bring it up tomorrow and then bring it up again on Wednesday and then, you know, finally on Thursday you get over it and then, we, then you can move on and it's Friday. No, let's deal with it tonight. Whether you're online, you can do this online. You can do this here. Lord, I want my soul restored. I, I'm sorry, Lord, I repent. I repent. Or, or you can, you know, there's, there's times when there's hurts. And there's things that you didn't do anything wrong, but somebody hurt you. Father, I acknowledge, I need, I need healing in that area. If you need healing in that area, if there's something missing, there's something hurt, there's something, I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know. Right? As I've been speaking, you're going, eh, I know what it is. If there's something in you that you just got to deal with God tonight, I want you to deal with God. Can you come back up, whoever can play something? I don't care. If you all want to come up or just one of you want to come up or however it works. Oh, looks like, oh, more, good. They're going to come up and just they're going to play one song and they're just going to play it maybe once or twice through. We're not going to go real long. But here's the deal. If there's something that you're going, I need to deal with, I want to deal with that tonight. There's something about making a step forward. There's something about about you know, not making it public. You don't need to shout it, you know, really. I don't want you to shout it. 
But there's something about standing up and, you know, whether it's stand, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's coming forward, coming to the altar. I don't know. Whatever God tells you to do, how about we do it that way? Whatever God tells you to do, if it's to come forward, if it's to stand where you are, sit where, just to deal with it where you're at, just say, God, I need my soul restored tonight. And I want to walk out of this place. I want to, I want to go to bed tonight with a restored soul. Because your word says that you restoreth my soul. Thank you, Jesus. So let's all stand as they begin to worship. Like I say, they're going to play one song. If you need to leave, you're dismissed. So awesome to have you here tonight. So have you. So awesome having you watch. There was when I checked at the very, very beginning of service, there were already, I think, 17 to 20 people watching online. So praise God for that. They're going to play through. I'm going to dismiss this as, a, as a formal as it's going to be. Leave when you when you're ready. Come forward. Pray for you. Or if you feel like praying for somebody, if you see somebody come forward, if, if they're on your heart, come and pray for them. If, ask them if it's okay first. You don't have to tell them what what's going on. But I just encourage you to minister one to another. Father, we do thank you this evening, Lord, as we come before you that that your word is true and that you love us more than we could ever imagine. We thank you, Father, for your mercy that never ends. We thank you, Father, that you do restore our soul. And Father, tonight as we deal with these things, just getting them out of the way so Satan can't use them anymore. I thank you, Father, that our soul, that tonight freedom, freedom reigns in Jesus' name.